It's game day once again for the Arizona Coyotes. They face off against the Edmonton Oilers in the final game of a very long road trip. They'll be returning home later this week, but we're going to focus on the Edmonton Oilers on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. Carl Pavlik is off today. So filling in for Carl is Jenna Ortiz of the Arizona Republic. Jenna, thanks for coming on for this show. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. And of course, for our local listeners, you are available on the KPNX 12 News app we got a great show for you guys on today's episode where it's a game preview arizona coyotes versus the edmonton oilers final game of a long road trip jenna we haven't been at inside mullet arena since early november i think you said like before we recorded you said it was november 3rd was that last game it just feels like it's been longer way longer i i mean i've seen mullet around but i just haven't been able to be inside and enjoy all that and i miss you know being amongst all the fans and getting getting right there because we're where we sit is right by everybody in there yeah that's yeah where we sit like it's 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 funny because when i was in like you know that last game that i was there as media against the stars i was like this feels like how the roadrunners were the last couple of years, you know, like just sitting right there, the fans just passing right behind us. And because we used to like they pre COVID, we had a press box and then they pushed us out to the, to the, uh, call it, um, the concourse. So it felt mm-hmm. just like that. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when Coyotes are about to score a goal and you just know you're like, okay, I've got to stand up just so I can be able to see how they do it. I know it's a different feeling for sure, but you know, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to finally getting back to mullet. I probably won't be there this weekend because I got to work a day job, but uh, you know, got to love it. But um, you know, I'm glad that I think, I think a lot of fans will be able to be back by the end of this week. Oh yeah. I'm very excited. And it's going to be all Christmassy now because months pass <laughs> But I'm really excited to just be there again. I mean, you can hear, you could hear all the action out there right in front of you. You can hear people every time a save is made. It's just like, ooh, ah, like all the different little noises. It's so great. Yeah, that noise definitely stays. But let's focus. Um, I know, you know, we were all excited for Friday. Let's focus on uh, tonight Arizona Coyotes versus the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, final game of their Western Canada portion of this road trip. Uh, and uh, so far, it hasn't gone their way. I mean, they're, they've lost how many games in a row now? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. Um, even just the game against Calgary, that was so close. I mean, they were like this close to at least going into overtime <laughs> and getting a point. It just didn't go their way. I mean, Nazem Kadri sniped at home, but... Um, Maybe 
maybe who knows if they could stick one out in the last game of the road trip. You know, I think that's kind of at least the hope, you know, like <laughs> usually during the end of a road trip of, of, of quote long road trips on usual NHL standards, teams get tired and they kind of just like fizzle out at the end of road trip. And then they, you know, are glad to go home. I told this to Carl earlier this week, and I'm not sure if, you know, my subscription to this theory varies from anybody else. If I'm just only like alone, you know, alone, a lone wolf in this one, but I'm just like, you know, maybe because this is, you know, an unprecedented long road trip that like at this point in the last game, they're so like looking forward to coming home that they put out a really good, like, you know, a stronger effort than what we've seen. I mean, they've already put out strong efforts. They've looked competitive, but let's see if they can actually pull out a win. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that's really helped them with this super long 14 game road trip is that it's been sectioned off into chunks. So that's been help helpful for them. Like they can go home for a little bit, even though, you know, they've said before, like Shane Gossespierre told us that when he goes home, basically puts his load of laundry in and then puts it out. And by the time he gets it all out, it's time to pack again and get back on the road. So it's been a little different, but mentally it's been helpful for them to at least see their loved ones for however many days they get. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's the most important part, but I'm like, we'll, we'll see exactly how, you know, what kind of effort they put out. Edmonton is the strongest of the Western Canadian teams. Um, so I think that would be, that poses even more of a challenge. I mean, like they struggled against the Canucks, against the Flames. They looked, you know, a little more competitive. So maybe this, maybe the theory is the better the Canadian team, the better they play against them. I mean, we saw a win against the Maple Leafs. So. <laughs> You yeah. never know at this point. Like they're... The Coyotes are, have baffled me with some of the wins they get. <laughs> they beat some of the good teams and they'll lose just to some of the bad, really bad teams, except, um, of course, with the exception of the Blue Jackets, who they actually, you know, vote stomped. And that was like a really big win. But because the Blue Jackets are also a tanking team. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I mean, they also we saw the Coyotes beat the Hurricanes pretty good. So that one too, yeah. Like that gives you another example. Like it, it's been a really interesting season for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that this team looks a lot more competitive, right? It's it, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more competitive than last year. Last year was a Coyotes team that just looked god awful. This is a team that like it's like okay, they look competent. They just make fundamental mistakes that end up batting them in the butt at the end of games. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's been a lot more interesting. I mean, we're seeing more clutch goals and moments. Um, you know, every now and then offense can kind of take a pause, but at least against Calgary, it was starting to come back when they needed the offense to come back. So that was – I mean, that's a good – Good start for them. Absolutely. We're talking Arizona Coyotes versus Edmonton Oilers on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Channel Ortiz of the 
Arizona Republic joins us on today's episode. We're going to keep talking about this, get to some picks of the game, as well as the uh, keys to the game, players to watch out for, all that and more on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. I do want to let everyone know, though, that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports and, of course, hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. We're here we're always the fastest and easiest way to bet, get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Let's now move on to uh, some other bits of this preview. Arizona Coyotes versus Edmonton Oilers tonight at around 7 p.m. over in Edmonton, Alberta. Let's get to, uh, I guess, looking a little bit more into this game, like, you know, like I said, Edmonton is the best of these Western Canadian teams. What you know, you know, what do you think it's going to take for this Coyotes team to, to try to win? We saw what they, you know, what they've been doing so far and trying to get more competitive. But you know, let's get to some more specific. What do you think? Some things that you think the Coyotes got to work on. <laughs> I mean, you have to address the elephant in the room with Edmonton, with you know Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle, two of the best players in the game by far i mean <laughs> they're gonna have to really lock down on them defensively you have to limit them because i mean when if you give them even just a little bit of a rebound or anything like that they're gonna drive it home they're just really good you cannot have breakdowns defensive breakdowns are just don't even think about it um going against those guys they just really they have speed they have skill <clears throat> they have everything so really it's locking down defensively and then also generating some good ozone time which hopefully i don't know yeah you know that that's you know that's the biggest thing like you know i was thinking about those two players um and my you know in my brain i was thinking of the term like don't even give him an inch because like <laughs> you you like you give Connor mcdavid any sort of room in <laughs> any way he's gonna find it he is going to find it <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh, it's unbelievable and um and especially especially against you know a team like the coyotes with you know the defense hasn't been you know up to par like it's had its moments but for the most part hasn't been up to par it has a lot, been a lot of mistakes i mean look at what they did at the beginning of this year i mean it's been a long t- a long way coming since the beginning of the year but like mm-hmm. we're still not that far removed from a team that would continually allow like six goals or more in a game yeah it's definitely gotten better over time from what we've seen from the beginning um jacob chikrin coming back in really helps a lot it kind of gives them extra legs as well they can be able to have like an extra defenseman on the bench for that stuff but um yeah you don't want to because Connor mcdavid just has a knack for turning people into traffic cones so <laughs> you don't want to give him an inch at all. Absolutely. I think another thing to pay attention to for the uh, for the Coyotes, and it's something that Carl has mentioned time and time again when we ever do we do preview episodes, is penalties. You know, this Coyotes team just makes fundamental errors that end up turning into bad penalties, whether it's 
you know, the, you know, that tripping call at the end of the, uh, of the Calgary game, or just a very simple too many men on the ice call from like, you know, earlier this week, like just simple calls that you just cannot allow. Yeah. Um, that's probably just comes with having a younger team, but for sure. I mean, it's, we've seen that really kind of kill the momentum that was built up because coyotes soon they'll find momentum and then just an ill-timed call will just cut that down and then it doesn't always go well sometimes the penalty kill unit does work and does you know does kill it but other times it's been it's been really tough for them to kind of maintain that momentum absolutely you know like and i think that's the you know that's the thing too, because like you know, they'll the Coyotes will have good moments. Um, like they'll have like really good stretches of hockey. They'll look good. You know, you'll see like maybe like a really good rush fr- from uh, from Nick Bukestad, and then a penalty gets called, and then any momentum that they might have generated, even though they didn't score anything, any momentum they might have generated just dies right there off a of penalty. Yeah, I, I guess one good thing though that did happen against Calgary was when Fisher got the shorthanded goal so that was that was pretty nice to see to see that you know a few years ago they were really good at getting shorthanded goals um every now and then it pops up again but it really it's been it's been a killer I and mean, it's been something that's just been happening all season long with penalties really cutting down on their time and I, mean, I will give them credit though because and i mentioned this before is They've come a long way from last year's team in which still taking penalties, but had probably arguably like the worst power play I and mean, the worst penalty kill in in the league. And it was the death of them. This time it's just like a simple mistake that ends up costing them. It's like a single point. In the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this year's team and last year's team are definitely night and day. So I think some of the additions have really helped out this year like with even just with the rookies coming in like Matias Michelli is just so much improved from last year um Dylan Gunther has really been able to have some good quality time out there and then Nick Bustad as you said he's been really great so far as of late um yeah there's been a lot of good stuff going on absolutely uh any any, any other things in mind that you think would be like a key for Arizona to try to try to beat uh, Edmonton because like, you know, we talked about, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if I don't remember I don't think Edmonton's goaltending is top tier in the league. Usually. No, um, I don't think I'm trying to remember who they had too. Cause like they've now they have Jack Campbell, but um, yes, Edmonton's not always known for defense and goaltending because they're just really good on offense. They'll bury you, but if the Coyotes <clears throat> can get some quality ozone time and like really pile the shots on them or even get, you know, the power play out there um, and just capitalize on Edmonton's mistakes, then that could really help them out and just kind of give them a chance. Absolutely. That, um, Definitely makes sense. Now let's move on to, uh, you know, I guess one. 
morbid on here is uh, players to watch out for. And I mean, you kind of already mentioned two players who have, uh, for, from Edmonton, absolutely. I mean, like, if you're not fanning <laughs> those two players, um, are you even watching the right game? But the, you know, for, for Arizona's side, you know, who in your mind needs to have an impact game tonight? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, anytime Clayton Keller gets firing on all cylinders, it's a good game for the Coyotes. He always gives them a chance to win, whether he's assisting on a key play or he's scoring on his own. He's definitely done a lot of facilitating this year. Um, but anytime he's doing well, they can do well. No, that, absolutely. I think, you know, like, um, I think it's been said multiple times that, you know, Clayton Keller kind of helps instill a lot of life in this team. Like when he does well, the team does well. Um, but, you know, I want to pay attention personally to, to, uh, to Jacob Chikrin as, you know, like he's starting to heat up a little bit more. He, like he's looking great, you know, get, getting back in that defensively. Um, and, you know, for, for the sake of the Coyotes getting, getting, gaining some momentum and for the sake of him boosting up his trade value, because that's also the major focus of this season is when, not if, but when Jacob Chikrin gets traded. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you hear it a lot, um, especially when they play against teams that are buyers. There's a lot of, you know, chatter from fans who are like, okay, well, here's Jacob's audition for our team or XYZ, you know? And so, yeah, Chikrin's really, he's really made an impact so far coming back from injury. I mean, he was out for like eight months and now he's still, he's getting his scoring pace back and really playing a lot of good minutes. I think it really helps, you know, like who he gets paired up with. Cause I think it's the, you know, the beginning of last year, I think he had a hard, he did have a hard time adjusting to the new system and the new pairing, um, which I think a lot of people paid attention to. It's like, like, wait, wait this is a whole different Jacob Chikrin. And then now it's like, okay, this is the Chikrin we're used to. Yeah, yeah. Last year it was definitely a rough start for him. Just kind of, it was rough. Because, I mean, you went from the year before when he was under Rick Tockett and he was, he had his career season and then he had an injury and then, just kind of was a different different player last year but um yeah he's kind of back coming back to to where he's supposed to be yeah and we're glad for it and we'll you know obviously gonna be glad to you know to see him get you know play as well as he can in the uh at least that last bit his his you know his last however many games with the uh, with the airs and the coyotes until you does finally get traded um but we'll see when that happens and who that is too there's still a lot of question marks on that side but yes. what we're going to do though is we are going to continue this preview it was in the coyotes versus edmonton oilers we're going to get to our picks of the game in just a moment i do once want to thank everyone once again for making locked on coyotes your first listen today be sure to check out your second lesson, Locked On Sports, today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
let's now move on to my favorite segment of every pregame episode and taking a look at the uh, uh, the picks of the game, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Taking a look at the odds, um, and I'm going to go ahead and go to the uh, to the sports book over here. Take a look at what the odds are. Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers favored at around minus two eighty. Total points between both teams at six and a half, so a little bit higher than normal. It's usually at you know six. Six dead even now, six and a half. Um, I want to know what you think. You know, like you think the Coyotes can make it within a one goal game on this one? You think it's gonna it's gonna get you know we're gonna see a, an absolute like you know shootout of a game? What do you think? <laughs> um, you know, if they could get get something going early then it could be a one goal game, but um, it, it all just depends on how they start. I think, because if you let Edmonton run up on you, just get all like the shots on them, get pucks and deep, all that. If you like let them run up on you, then Edmonton can just run away with this. And then the morale is low and it's just harder to, to go back from that. But if they can at least get something going early, then it could be one goal game. So, I think that's there. Definitely is something to be said about the Coyote starts because you know if you <laughs> see them with a really good start, that really sets the momentum for the rest of their game. Um, like, I, and I'll turn back to you know the last home game because I think that you know like you know like like you like like a lot of us saw how that was like it was within like thirty seconds. It just completely collapsed for Arizona and. We're just like, yep, we know exactly what kind of game we're going to see. So, like, if Arizona can have a good start, not then, and I'm not going to say that they're, they're, you know, Morbin is the first five minutes, the first 10 minutes of the period. Like, they need to have every, at least as much going because that, you know, and that goes offensively and defensively. Have enough of, a, you know, offensive zone pressure. And going back to what we said defensively, just don't give Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl an inch because, like, the moment you do, that's when it's going to go back the other way. Yeah, and as you mentioned earlier against Columbus, that was probably one of the better starts we've seen from the Coyotes, and you know how that turned out. So, just getting there super early can really be beneficial for everyone. Absolutely, I personally think that the. Uh, like I, the like, despite all that, I still think the Coyotes are going to have a hard time making this a one goal game, especially given the you know who who they're up against and the talent on the defense for, for Arizona. Nothing against you know what you know what they have. Like you know, I like I love Trickery and I love Gossespierre, but I think there's still you know a a major talent mismatch when you're going up against some of the best talent in the world on on offensively in Edmonton um although i don't think this game is going to be go over that six and a half total that our friends at bet online has it i'm going to give you my final score i'm going to say the edmonton Oilers are going to take this one four to two it's a good one what do you got oh Ooh. Oh my goodness. Maybe it'll just be um 
slightly chaotic and say five to four. <laughs> five to four. I can, you know what? I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I love, I love high scoring games. Um, no defense, like no all offense. No. Um, who knows? I mean, it could. There's definitely tons of potential for it to be a high scoring game. Um, again, with those two players, and then other guys are really finding their way. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there's definitely reasons to. Um, to be hopeful on that side and to look at the offense because I think yeah I mean you know you know the Coyotes do have a good offense too you know <laughs> they do so uh, you know just I think sometimes they just get unlucky and they can only they can't score more than two but other times they you know can go on all you know on all cylinders you know like the game they had against Carolina like that was a yeah that was a perfect example yeah and I mean just again the early success of Matias Michelli, you know, he's one of the best rookies out there right now. That's been really helpful for them. Um, it's been kind of a surprise, but also a really just good step for them. Um, as long as they get people like him working, doing what they can, if they can get special teams going again, get the power play unit, who knows? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to allow you to also to, uh, if you want to, give any other crazy prediction that you think might happen in this game. Like, you know, just something like, you know, I think, um, like an example, like based off your skills, like I think, like Matias Michelli gets a hat trick or anything like just <laughs> absolutely crazy, like that probably won't happen, but just like, you know what? Sorry about that. Um, I think there will be. A delay of game caused by the mascot. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, those are like that would be absolutely fun to watch. Absolutely fun to watch. Uh, It'll be caused well, by, yeah. It's that. It'll be caused by Hunter the the mascot. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like if there's, there's a delay of game that caused by a mascot, I think it would be him or Bowie. Maybe gritty too, but oh, <laughs> oh, I love I love trash. Like you know, joking about mascots. But <laughs> anyways, um, we're you know, getting ready to uh, you know we got close getting close to running out of time. Jenna, I appreciate you coming on. Where can our listeners find you and your work? Yes, so I am at the Arizona Republic. So you can go to azcentral.com. That's where Coyotes coverage is. I'm also on Twitter. Um, I think it's below. So I did the wrong hand. But yeah, um, for sure. You can awesome. Once again, appreciate you coming on. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a five-star review to like, to comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on youtube don't forget to interact with us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leano that's robin with the y underscore l-e-a-n-o interact with us ask a question you might have we might answer right back or on a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.